Welcome to Pep Talk, a podcast from the Professional Edge Project. My name is JP Edgington, I'm the head coach and creator of the Professional Edge Project, and in this podcast, I'll be talking about how we can enhance our personal and professional effectiveness, how we can increase our mental resilience, how we can increase our calm, our composure, our confidence, our capacity and our capability, all for the benefit of our professional and our personal lives, since each has an impact on the other. If you like what you hear, I'd love to hear from you. It would be great if you could share it as well. But more importantly, more important than that, if something I cover resonates, then I urge you to take some action off the back of it. Even if it's something small, take some action off the back of it. Information is pointless without application. Thanks in advance. I really appreciate you taking time out of your busy days to listen to this, but I really hope that you get some value, you get something that can actually make your lives a bit easier, give you some clarity on your day, give you some more confidence and allow you to go out there and and do what you do best. Let's go. Pep Talk, next episode. It has been a while. Um, many reasons for so. I mean, let's face it, we've all had very interesting um, 18 months or so. And I've been busy with homeschooling and I have delivered the odd stress management talk and workshop over the past um, 18 months. But a lot of our time as a family has been focused on um, taking care of us as a family you know, like I say, with homeschooling and such like. And so things, priorities shift um, and focuses shift. And I'm pretty sure we've all uh, experienced that over the last um, 18 months. But now as things ease off, um, I'm looking forward to getting back to more episodes. Um, I met a listener if you like, um, a little while ago. Um, And kind of that was one of the things that has inspired me to come back on uh, to the pep talk, because obviously I'll put these things out, but you'll never actually know whether, whether you're reaching anybody as much. You don't always get a lot of feedback. And, and, you know, one of my things is don't do anything useless. And, and if I'm recording these and, whilst I might be getting some benefit from the aim is for other people to get benefit. Um, and I think once you realize that people are getting benefit from you, it just is a huge spur to be able to keep going. Even if it's one person, two people listening, you know, that's, that's enough for me to be able to record some more of these. So um, he did give me, or I did ask him if he had any specific requests on topics and he has given me one and I'll cover that in a later episode, but I just thought I'd, um, Come on now and talk about a couple of things. Talk about what I'm planning, uh, what's coming up, so you can maybe look forward to those things, and um, and then just give a just drop a little episode, um, a little hopefully nugget of um, information, um, maybe a bit of wisdom that you can um, you can use as you move forward. So what I'm going to plan to do. Um, is one of my key interests 
is this idea of productivity. And obviously, our personal and professional effectiveness, a lot of that boils down to, you know, being able to get done what we need to get done, both in work and in our personal lives. We've all got things that need to happen, whether that's with our family, whether that's, you know, with our personal and our free time, you know, or whether that's with our work and trying to juggle all these. It seems to be the um, the... The, the the biggest difficulty um, or, or a common difficulty that we face. Um, and I've created in the past productivity workshops and put on productivity workshops, but the difficulty with those is those that really could do with going on a productivity workshop haven't got time to give up a day or half a day to go on a productivity workshop. The I did an online uh, one, so rather I've done some day ones. And again, they were all right, but again, difficult to get people on them because people are so busy, they can't give up a day. Um, It's the paradox of these things. The online one went well, um, but again, giving up an hour every week and then doing some bits and bobs, that can almost seem too much as well. Um, But I think having that interaction is beneficial because people have got the opportunity to ask questions and so on. So I've got all this information and I've got this structure and this process and such like um, for increasing our productivity, being able to get stuff done, basically, with less stress. Um, And I've been trying to think about the best way to share it. And I'm like, well, to be honest, the podcast makes the most sense. The thing I like about podcasts is you can listen to a podcast whilst you're doing other stuff. You can listen to a podcast while you're driving, while you're running, while you're doing the dishes, while you're doing other low level attention stuff. I know driving is not quite low level attention, but you know what I mean? You can listen to the radio. You can listen to a podcast whilst you're driving. It's not um, it's not hugely invasive um, and too distracting. So. If I want to to help people with their productivity, to be more efficient, then I need to put out the information in a way that is equally um, the most effective and the most efficient way of being able to gain that information. A one-day course isn't so. Even an online course is is borderline. Like I say, it's effective in the fact that you can can ask questions, you can... um, uh, get feedback and get some personal information but i've figured well let's try this with a podcast so even the structure of my kind of productivity course if you like um is designed to be easy to remember it's designed to be kind of simple the other issue i found with a lot of um productivity books and resources of course if someone's producing a productivity book they want to produce a book and you might end up with three four hundred pages of information which if you're feeling overwhelmed anyway trying to dissect through all of that knowledge and information which is good stuff in a lot of the cases trying to digest that take aspects of it and apply it to your life is in itself overwhelming and you're in this kind of catch-22. You haven't got either time to read the book or time to process it because you're properly up against it. Um, and so, again, my aim here on the podcast is to be able to put out 
some relatively short episodes covering one or two aspects at a time. And again, the thing we like about podcasts is we can just re-listen again and we can re-listen a bit by bit by bit. And we can just listen to one episode and then go and apply it. You know, go and apply it. See if we can fit it in over the next week or two weeks. And then you can, in your own time, if you wanted to listen to the next episode, you can pick up the next episode in a couple of um, days or weeks or whenever it kind of suits, you can pick up the next episode. And there'll be small chunks, super practical tips. Because, of course, the other thing is I don't know what people's specific needs are. So it will be a bit of a broad um, uh, a broad stroke approach, a little bit. Um, but again, I'm hoping that if I put this out and it's useful, people can maybe comment or get in touch with specific questions. And then I can cover those specific questions in um, uh other episodes okay and we're going to start with a little bit now rather than just be a promo about what's coming up let's get into a little bit now okay how often do we use this phrase or something similar to this i don't have time you might have colleagues or partners or staff members that come to you and go I don't have time I don't have enough time yep how often do we say this I don't have enough time and what I want to do with this is just get us to try and think differently if you've been listening to these podcasts you know that my kind of aim or my approach is to try to facilitate or create opportunities for perspective shifts to be able to see things differently because it's probably one of the quickest ways to feel very differently about a given situation and if we can feel differently about a situation all of a sudden our behavior changes our stress levels can change and so on so if i'm dealing with you know i don't have enough time usually it comes from an emotional base it's a bit of a knee jerk. I just don't have enough time. I don't have enough time. Either stop yourself or, you know, the the, the person who, who's coming to you with this and just ask the question, well, how much time do you need? What have you got going on? Well, how much time do you need? And you'll be surprised how many people, including ourselves, we don't have an answer to that question. Funnily enough, if we don't know how much time we need to do a particular task, probably a task we've done dozens and dozens and dozens of times, if we don't know how much time we need, is it any wonder we don't have enough time? The other question you can have, so this is kind of a two-pronged approach when dealing with, say, let's look at a staff member comes to you and they go, I I don't have enough time to do this thing. And you go, okay, well, how long is that thing going to take? How much time do you need? What do you mean? You've you've never written a report before. You've never, you know, made those phone calls before. You've never done this, that before. And either if you're a manager or if you're a colleague, you can maybe try and figure out a reasonable amount of time that it should take and i know that there are some people who will go well 
you know, it would only take me 10 minutes, but, you know, for somebody else, it might take them 30, whatever. So it's about having that discussion about how much time that task actually takes. But the other question, the other question, which again is trying to break this barrier of, of I don't have enough time, is, well, how much time have you got? How much time have you got? And so how much of the task we need to do can we get done in that time? Because right now, all that's happening is we're concerned about not having enough time. And as a result, we're having less and less time because we're focusing on the fact we don't have enough time to complete the task. And the time available is diminishing by the second. So sometimes what we can do is go, well, look, if you're not going to get all of it done, that's fine. Because some people, unless they feel they can get everything done or they feel overwhelmed, they won't even start. And so as staff or colleagues, what we can do is just go, look, okay, the time we've got is the time we've got. If we can't free up any more time, which again, as a manager or a supervisor, you might be able to go, well, what else have you got going on? Forget that. That's not a priority. Just focus on this. And and sometimes that's what us as, uh, as managers and leaders can do is allow our staff to prioritize or help them with the prioritization of tasks um, and, and give them that ability to go, don't worry about that, get this done or spend 40 minutes on this and see how far you can get. And it's amazing once people then actually go, okay, I've got 40 minutes to see how far I can get. It doesn't feel like I have to finish it in 40 minutes. I can't do it. I can't think how to start. It's too much overwhelm, overwhelm. But sometimes just going, you've got 40 minutes, just give it a good crack, see how far you can get, and then we'll go from there. The fact that then they are able to, in the majority of cases, feel able to start and they will just get going means that, you know, you've not wasted another 10 minutes of procrastination. And it just takes a little bit of pressure off. But all we've done is is just um, create a different perspective of the task. We're making the most of the time available, okay? Just cracking on and get as much done as we can. Or we're looking at shifting tasks and prioritizing, okay? Or we're just being able to ask the question, well, how much time do you need? I don't know. Because sometimes once we get an idea of how much time we need, then we can see if we can find that in our day or we can look to remove those tasks from our life, personally or professionally, where we are wasting time. And in other episodes, we'll talk about, you know, just making a log of the the, the time we spend doing various things. And again, if you've got, um, uh, most smartphones these days have got logs of um, uh, phone usage. And, and it'll be probably quite scary how much time we spend on either Netflix or social media or such like. And so then we, the chances are we do have enough time. We're just wasting it or we're not prioritizing in the right way. Or we don't have an understanding of how much time a task needs. Or we're not setting a time to that task. OK, I'm going to put 40 minutes on this and see what I can get done because I've got 40 minutes spare between 12 and 12.40, so I'll see how much I can get done then. So just, uh, I'll leave that with you for now, just to try and get the, see if I can get the, the kind of cogs turning a little bit 
uh, around a slightly different approach to um, this age-old kind of uh, challenge of I don't have enough time. And we'll just go, well, how much time do you need? Or how much time have you got? And then those are just kind of starting points to work from there. And like I say, these other episodes will come out um, in kind of a productivity special series. Um, and hopefully uh, you'll find some use for them. In the meantime, if you do have any kind of um, productivity, efficiency, uh, professionalism kind of topics or aspects you'd like looked at or covered, as always, um, get in touch. It's always good to hear. And if I can create something that's the, that, that ticks a box or ticks a need, then, um, then it's so much better than just kind of thinking up what people might want. Um, thanks for your time, and I will catch you on the next one.